episode 141. Check, don't check my math. I know it's 141, 100% sure of our podcast, Bat and Spider. This week, we talked about a little movie called House of Dark Shadows and a friend of the show, Foxtrot Bebop, shot, lit, blocked so incredibly well that actors lead each little event and the camera responds seamlessly. Now, Dale, before before we go into our thoughts about this movie, I want to do a little secret thing because we can see each other. The listeners, they, they can't see us. So I'm going to count to three. They can't see us. And you're going to give your thumbs up or thumbs down on House of Dark Shadows. Okay. Just so we know where we're at before. So we can build tension <laughs> if there's any tension. All right. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I see what and you're they're saying. not going to know. This is right? good. But we'll know. No, this is good. Yeah, this is. Okay. All right. This is secretly going to help you somehow, but okay. <laughs> no, it's not going to help me. I have no. I wish this was a bit. I wish I had a plan for this, but I don't. Okay. One, two, three. Okay. All right. Good. Wow. Jeez. Good to know. Good to know. Unsettled. Folks, you're going to have to wait until the, the ass end of this episode. Yeah. So we get into the, you know, you know how, how naturally did I say that, Chuck? You can tell I use that phrase a lot. Ass end. The ass end of something, yeah. you know? You're walking around the house. Someone's asking you a question about this, this trunk of blankets over here. And you're like, oh, there's a chip on the ass end of that thing. It just pours out of you like, uh, yeah, right. Like uh, all natural peanut butter. It's no thickening agent. <laughs> right and it's you know what for that special gift eight dollars a jar oh my god for the all natural stuff dale i bought you know it was i think it was eight dollars i bought a target brand all natural peanut butter eight dollars because they had look we're a teddy we're a teddy peanut butter family i don't know if they got that down south or not but we like the teddy all natural all right Mm -hmm. didn't have that in target all they had was their their house brand good and good and gather all right that's that's and right. Had me by the Couldn't bees. It, it was brand. the only like actual natural peanut butter. All right. And I was like, fine. Yeah. I'll pay eight dollars for this jar of peanut butter. Fine. Uh, oh, just because I don't want to go to another store. Right. I get this peanut butter home. Day. This is the worst peanut butter. I I went out like two days later and got a jar of our regular stuff. I couldn't stand this stuff. <laughs> it was the oiliest wow. peanut butter. I don't. I mean, you look at the ingredients, it just says peanuts, but somehow they managed, I think they, I don't know, I think they dumped extra peanut oil into this jar because it was so oily, mm. like you could see it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I tried mixing it up, but you, you taste it too, and it's just like, well, so I'm little tip, stay away from Good and Gather's peanut butter, all right? Okay, once not, again, old Dale doing damage control here. Don't cut Good this out of the show. Slash target. If you're out there and you're listening, I won't cut it out of the show, but still, you know, may the bridges we burn light our way. <laughs> where where are they? Minnesota? Do we have any do we even have any listeners in Minnesota? No, I don't know. I by your tone, <laughs> you know, I hope we don't. Um God, what were we talking about? Uh, we were talking about disgusting peanut butter and the, so what, what, what needs, they need to have a tool yeah. 
for those instances because if you have a full jar of oily peanut butter, yeah, you don't have the right tool to get in there all the way. No, it's like a it's like a, a, a cinder block. Yeah, you you bend five spoons trying to mix that thing up. Right. It's uh, it's not natural Mm-mm. the way it's it's actually it's probably one hundred percent natural, but it's not natural. It's it's unnatural for our you know for our money counting hands, basically. That's right. We were raised exactly on Jeff. Right. What are we supposed exactly. to do with this, this stuff? You know, where do we go from here? You know, like I don't know. Pick up the pieces <sighs> after that good and gather lambasting. It's still in the kitchen, mocking me. I hate it. You should give it to the bears. You should smear it oh, all around the, the tree trunks. Yeah, they'll love that. Do something with it. Get get some action on that game camera you got out there. I know. We haven't been doing the camera very much, but yeah, we got to mm. do that. Got to do that. You know what I wanted to ask you live on the air? <laughs> Here we are. Do you still have your, you still have your disgusting <laughs> homemade terrarium? <laughs> yeah. Melissa, remember the, that? Uh, was that how long ago was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got jars in her room, her studio next next to here. Gee, oh yeah, it probably looks like a sea. It's like a Criminal Minds episode. Uh, there, probably. I was in there the other day. These snails, Dale. These these effers grew. They grew There's up. They're adult there? snails now. In the jar. Yeah. There's a it's a whole life how system in there. They're alive. They're With just, no air. Yeah, they make their own air. There's plants in there. Well, they're, wow. the snails are underwater the whole time. I don't know if, I don't know how much they care about air, but I don't know how snails work. How do they work? What do they breathe? I don't know, but you're, I mean, you are just, you're literally like with your words, you are deconstructing the snail. <laughs> you I are stripping out, the- stripping a snail of its parts. Yeah. They're just walking around, eating stuff, cleaning the sides, you know, it's a whole thing going on in there and there's several jars and they're all marked like where she got them from and. It's insane. Oh my God. Yeah. Paget Brewster's like filling out a profile on the unsub <laughs> over there. A little something for the criminal fine, mind, minds fans out there. I, the I only them. thing I know about criminal minds is that Paget Brewster is a cast member. <laughs> well, then that's a good thing I picked Paget Brewster yeah. for, for, uh, for my comedy routine. <laughs> Paget Brewster. I'm, I'm fascinated. I think she looks so much like uh, Sean Young from uh, like Blade Runner. Wow. Don't you think? Yeah, that's true. Paget. Yeah. I think that's what Padgett, I, if you're like, listening. whenever I see her in something, I'm like, she's like a, an Elseworlds Sean Young. It's, it's, ingre- it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, Deckard? No, but how can you not be in deep, deep smit? Yeah. You know, with a pa- with, with Paget Brewster. Total smit take when I see her. <laughs> god damn chuck god damn damn. i'm hitting the uh if you can't tell i've been hitting the old uh polar (laughs) seltzer water monday night it's a monday 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 fun day did you watch anything did you uh you know just read did you read comics did you write comics (laughs) i did (laughs) oh it's funny yeah uh i did work on some comics but i did watch some movies uh, ba, 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 ba. I'm still on an Ed Wood journey. You know what, Dale? I I was quiet about it last week. I am Melissa and I are slowly working our way. Hopefully, we'll get we'll watch at least one more. Start watching the Police Academy movies because she has never seen them. Now this is like oh, I was like treat. I 
it came up in my brain because Office Hours was talking about it uh, with Tim Heidecker and Vic Berger, and they were like, they were discussing how like Tim likes Police Academy two and Vic likes Police Academy one more. Um, Oh, and Bobcat Goldthwait was a guest on that show. That's why they were talking about because Bobcat's in it. And uh, I was like, man, I gotta go back. I gotta go back. I haven't watched this so long. Yeah. So we watched one. Absolutely. Went over like a house on fire. Is that the saying? If it's a good thing. It was hilarious. Uh, okay. M- uh, we, we lost it when, uh, during the scene where um, Commandant, what's his name? Commandant. Um, Mauser? Lassard? Lassar. Commandant Lassar. Oh, and his boss is in his office saying, <laughs> oh, the, the academy, because they let like women into the academy now. And he's like, they used to be Johnson's at the academy. Johnson's sure, sir. And he like points at his crotch. Johnson's Johnson's as far as the eye can see. And, uh, I mean, he, he is, if I don't know, that doesn't, it, it's hilarious. Like we'd lost it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing, but Oh God. And Lassard with his goldfish. He's always carrying around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, I love, but that's great. So, so, you, so we watch, yeah. So we watch one and two. One I loved. Two, I was like, ooh, kind of just not. There's not as many laughs. Like it didn't. Uh, hit, it the hit to laugh ratio was lower than than number one. I think. Um, two is where Bobcat becomes a cop, or is no. Bobcat? Is this Bobcat's first movie? Yeah, it's his first one where he's he's Zed. He's like the leader of the gang. The punk game. So this is at the old zoo or something? Yep. yep, the old zoo. Okay. Which was a great headquarters. Oh, there's that awesome line in the where <laughs> he's like uh Oh, Steve Gutenberg's undercover and he's he's like in the zoo lair. And, <laughs> oh yeah, and he is Zed asks like- him his name and he says Jughead and Bobcat's like, My mother's name was Jughead. And it just <laughs> It's the dumb, dumbest line that killed me. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Police Academy. Uh, so yeah. I, well, I love the Police Academy movies. Oh yeah. I love them. Yeah. Did you ever get past like, what was it? Mission to Moscow? Like that was like the one. I don't think I ever watched that one. Yeah. Believe it or not. I, maybe I saw Mission to Moscow once, but I, yeah. I used to rent like number five a lot. Mm. What is it? My, my mission to Miami or something oh, Miami. But I man. used to watch that movie a lot. God. Citizens on Patrol number three. I can remember it being legit. One of the first times I lost my shit laughing. <laughs> like I can remember being young and and a certain part coming on, and I I can remember it being probably the funniest, the hardest I've ever laughed in my life at that point. <laughs> so. Police Academy movies, uh, you know, they run deep with me. I love them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love them. I mean, they were like, it was on, like, they would just have Police Academy marathons every week on TV. Mm-hmm. It's always on. Steve Good. Yeah. It's a Police Academy 5 assignment Miami Beach. Oh, yeah. And also, like, Melissa loves Steve Gutenberg. I, I, I didn't realize the draw that Gutenberg has over women, but apparently it's a thing. I didn't know. I had no idea. I didn't know. Yeah. Cause like, she's like, she keeps turning to me. She's like, man, he's, you know, his character's kind of like a sexist jerk. <laughs> she's like, but boy, his face is so cute. 
<laughs> and I'm like, oh, wow. this is how the world works. I hate it. <laughs> I know, right? The unjust. Yeah. I, if we can make it to five, I'll, I'll consider it a, a win. Oh, man. What's six, though? City Under Siege. Oh, this looks good, too. Oh, maybe I did see six of City Under Siege. N- yeah. Uh, directed oh, by so Peter seen that Boners. One. Is that a real name? A real director? Did someone not want to take credit for directing this, so they made that up? Let's see what else Peter Boners has done. Not much. Nobody Allison Mack is isn't that as the little as a little girl. Wow. Who is? Oh, I've seen seriously? City Under Siege. Nineteen eighty nine. Wow. I mean nineteen eighty nine. See, no one lists this one under like the great movies of nineteen eighty nine. I gotta go back and That's upsetting. Oh, Sergeant Harris, who is like all time great, he's not in number two, which is a he and they get they have Mauser who kind of takes over that role. Mauser. Mauser's good, right. but he has that great bit where he glues his his hands to his head and he has to shave his head and then he wears that stupid wig. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and he's singing in the shower. Yeah. But he's just, Sart Harris is just, with his stupid scepter, he is just such a great scumbag. Oh, I love he's it. He's so good. That guy, he still acts. Does he? He's, he's, he's great. Yeah. He still acts. I, he pops up occasionally. He just, we, as a family, we just finished watching the last season of Stargirl, and he was in an episode of really? that randomly. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. His he's doing G.W. Bailey. Wow. He was in that show, The Closer, with Kira Sedgwick. Really? For a long, long time. Wow. Good for him. Yeah. Move it. Move it. Um, All right. Wow. We've been on Police Academy a lot. Uh, and I watched, I, I'm still on my Ed Wood uh, journey. And I watched a uh, Ed Wood written movie, not directed by him, uh, from 1956 called The Violent Years. And this is like, uh, so this is, this is just one of these. It's, it's a, I, I was expecting not to enjoy it as much as I was because it's sort of like one of these like, uh, you know, like reefer madness type, you know, like, but this is centered on juvenile delinquency. So it's like, oh, the, why are oh. Americans teen, America's teens running wild? But it's about this like teenage girl gang of four who rob banks. They rape other teenage boys. <laughs> That's uh, amazing. They don't care what they they act all nice to their parents, but they're they're uh, they're just wild. They're, they have parties, terrors. Yeah, and uh, yeah, most of them end up <laughs> dying in a shootout with the police. Holy shit. Uh, yeah. And it ends with some big, like there's a huge monologue for the, the, the judge. It's like sentence, sentencing the head of the girl gang to <laughs> prison for the rest of her life. About how we got to We got to nip this juvenile delinquency in the bud. You know, I got to learn. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but it is, it, I had a blast. It, I was surprised how much I loved it. It was, uh, yeah, it's great. Great, great little movie. So, I mean, so while, this is very topical and we just we're talking about this off the air but um this relates to episode 150 we discussed it and uh, we're, we're going to announce the movie early yeah. and the movie that movie we're going to do for episode 150 is ed wood because i i have not ever seen it and i'm gonna let chuck you know guide me yeah this will be like uh hand in hand it'll be like a baptism dale I'll, uh, yeah and i I don't think I probably, you know, 
I probably would have never been ready for Ed Wood if not for the show anyway. So it's, it's yeah. a good time. It's, um, it is. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it when we watch it, but it, it's, uh, I think it, it definitely gave, it introduced me to the idea of, of, uh, treating these movies with respect, I think, as opposed to like, hmm. as jokes, you know? Yeah. At a, at a young age, whenever that movie came out, 93, I think. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, yeah, it's, so, uh, I'm excited. I'm very excited to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be great. Yeah. I'm be excited. Chuck, 1970s House of Dark Shadows, directed by Dan Curtis. Can you kind of explain to the people out there? Yeah, I'll do my best. Uh, so, the, uh, 1970, the Collins Estate, up in Maine. All right, this is a this is a hoity-toity big mansion owned by the. Well, it's an estate. I think it's several buildings, right? Like, there's a big mansion, and I think there's a separate mansion, right? And the, and the town, so. I think and the town is named after them, Collinsport. This family's been here a long time; goes back hundreds of years. Money, they're still they're still in their old money, money. ways. They got their mm-hmm. little group living together. When all of a sudden, Willie, who's like a local handyman, accidentally uh, wakes up. Uh, an old Barnabas Collins uh, sitting in a mausoleum uh, chained in his coffin and uh, Barnabas proceeds to uh, pretend he, he proceeds to uh, tell the family, Oh yeah, I'm a Collins. I'm just from England. Uh, we've never met uh, whatever. I'm going to come and hang out for a while. Oh, can I fix up this mansion that's rotting in your backyard uh, and hang out? Sure. Why not? But then the ladies start dropping like flies with, slashes to their throats and their blood drained out of their bodies right get this barnabas he's a vampire right oh sorry (laughs) uh and what we have here is just the uh you know the journey of of what happens when you wake a vampire and invite him into your home um you know oh oh and also he he's he's in love with the with a certain lady that uh he tries to marry that looks like his is uh his lady that he liked 200 years ago which is just like dracula right bram stoker's that's uh what mm-hmm. dracula did he saw mina and he's like oh my gosh that looks just like my ex-girlfriend um right josette dupre yeah josette dupre uh so yeah that's uh that's house of dark shadows oh yeah it's based you know it's it was a soap opera uh as far as i can yeah. tell it's a condensed version of the uh the events that Barnabas the, went through on the show, I think. Um, and they made it into a movie. God. Yeah. There it is. Um, Interesting pick, Dale. I, I'm like, uh, I love this pick. I enjoyed watching it. I enjoy reading about it. I love that I am now, I feel like I'm properly introduced to Dark Shadows. I feel like I have a little grip on it. Uh, yeah. Whereas before right? it just seemed like this wall. Of hun- yeah. you know, a daily ta- uh, soap opera, like give me a break. How am I going to do that? 
But then you see it, so it's only like, is it? It's only twenty two minutes an episode. Like, I mean, oh I yeah, I know. Oh, believe like, me, I was looking to see where I can. Yeah, it seems like Pluto yeah. has the most episodes out of all the services. FYI. Uh, okay, thank you for that. Yeah. I uh, thank you. Um, if I could just throw that on, uh, I I mean, yeah, dude. I like like you. I I knew Dark Shadows was a soap opera. I I still until I watch it, and even after that, I probably won't be able to wrap my head around the fact that it existed for four and a half, five years, yeah, and was a daily thing uh, on NBC. But to see this, which was markedly more uh, graphic than anything they would have shown on TV, yeah. But 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 they still captured this this uh, soap opera vibe, yeah. With the way everything took place on the estate, and all of these members of the family were like, it felt like a weird episode of like. <sighs> Young and the Restless or something like yeah. the, the Newmans. Yeah. And I was just, I, I was just bedazzled by the entire thing. I mean, yeah, I, I was expecting, like, I was so into it. I was expecting to be so bored. I was like, this is going to bore me. Isn't it? Like, which That's is right. just like, it's the hangups you have about soap operas. Cause it's like, you know, they're on there every day. They got to, they got to keep the storyline going, but how much can you do on a, you know, a daily 20 minute thing like it's just like i don't know but uh-huh. yeah you're right like it's like you know my mind went so many ways like i was expecting to like be angry because oh it's a movie about rich people like who cares <laughs> but <laughs> but this i mean everything is cool looking this whole i yeah. want to go to Terrytown where they shot this i want to go look at this if there's tours i want to go because so these buildings so real quick incredible. Spo- yeah real quick okay. spoilers all right okay i attended a wedding at this estate are you kidding in Terrytown, me? new york i was there at that building the main house i was oh, at the main house my god yeah <laughs> yes wow. it was it was why I, I i after i was while i was watching i googled it and I had to text, I texted the bride because it was at the Lindhurst <laughs> estate. I, te- yeah. I was like, is this where you got married? Yeah. She's like, yeah, that's right. I was like, oh my God. I was, yeah, wow. it was, uh, my mind was blown. Wow. Yeah. Man, I wonder if you look yeah. back on the wedding pictures, you see like dark shadows nerds, like hiding behind trees with like fangs in their mouths. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just waiting for the wedding to be over yeah. so they can <laughs> resume. They can. Waiting for the sun to go down. Yeah, resume their little cosplay adventure they're having. Um, yeah, but, but the, the, I mean, the main house and the indoor sets were, uh, I don't know. They were oh like my God, the Hammer-esque. Yeah. Like day in like, the best way. Whenever purple would show up, I am pumping my fist, you know, purple light shining through yeah. cobwebs with, I mean, uh, that, I mean that the scene at the end, the, the marriage scene when she descends those stairs when Maggie descends the stairs and Barnabas is down there with the three coffins. Oh my God. Like those shots. And you could tell. Yeah. In the editing room, they're like, these shots are great. We got to use as much as we can. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Right. Shots. Cause God, look at it. And there's like a, there's like a tree trunk laying on the staircase. Like it's, it's, it's the greatest mix of like, uh, like 
going to like an estate sale of like a hoarder's house, but a very rich hoarder, like really old stuff and yeah. like cobwebs on everything. Uh, great mm. lighting. Just the colors are just like, and darkness though. And oh my yeah. God. Like it's, yeah. Yeah. And the, and the, and just the way they made it, like everything is on the same estate. Like, yeah. The the yeah, main house contained. is pristine. Yeah, it's all cont- exactly. It's all contained, but you know, an acre away is Barnabas's house that he lives in now. I guess, like, uh, I guess the Collins family are just like, okay, cousin Barnabas is here. Let's let's unlock, let's l- unlock the door to the yeah. to the second oldest house on the property <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and let him. I mean, if he wants to renovate it, he can. Yeah, but it's right there. Like everything's right there. Yeah. And that, and the old, like the old house is just spectacular. Yeah. And I don't know if this is like a soap opera quality or what, but I, I loved it. And I feel like maybe modern audiences wouldn't appreciate, but I loved the way it dropped you in to this story. Like, and you're just like, yeah, people are just talking about stuff and they're not really concerned about filling you in on all the details and how the world's built. You're just like, okay, here's another character I'm meeting. Like. Oh my God. You know, yes. They'll say their name and kind of introduce you to the, you know, to the audience, but it's like, you kind of kind of figure, put the pieces together of, Oh, okay. This person works for the family. She's not really a part of the family. Oh, this is a doctor who yeah. seems close to the family. I don't know why she's living here, but she's here a lot. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Um, I loved oh. that. I loved how it just like, it dropped you in. Willie found that piece of paper in the book and, uh, woke up Barnabas. Like, it's so quick and yeah, God. I, but, and, and everybody's on, st- yeah. Like, like you said, everybody's on staff and, and you get just through conversation, you get a, kind of a grip on what everybody's lot is and yeah. what everybody's station is in this family or if they're a friend or not, but it's, uh, like the nod to probably the folks who went to see this and knew all about the show. Yeah. Because all the cast members are in the show. They they were probably losing their shit. Whereas for us, yeah. we see this movie first and it feels exactly how it must have felt. Yeah, we're probably like, seeing like years of soap opera condensed down into an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> like I wonder what it yeah. was like for fans. Is it like they're like going to see the band, you know, play the hits? Or what you know, was it like was it or weird? Was it just like, it's like oh, we we've seen this story yeah. already. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it, it's just like looks better because it's on film now. <laughs> yeah, and it's so fit. It seems to be so fitting because you know, Dark Shadows existed and kind of flailed around until the introduction of Barnabas Collins, the vampire. There were mm. no vampires on the show before, I think, episode two hundred or something. So it's it's. Yeah, I was looking at that because like all the streaming options, it all starts at episode 200 when Barnabas wakes up. And I was like, why can't you watch the stuff uh, before this? Like, yeah. it's just not available. I mean, I'm sure it's available somewhere, but that's, yeah, yeah that's I think they released it on DVD. Yeah. Uh, I was reading, but maybe it's not even available streaming the, the non-Barnabas stuff yeah. before Barnabas. Wow. Old, crazy, uh, man. Just Frid. absolutely crazy. Um... God damn it this movie. I I it it really took me by surprise. By surprise. <laughs> um, I loved his um 
Jonathan Freed's like anger at times when he would get so angry at somebody and like belt out their name oh, like yeah. out of complete irate like You don't see, you know, a, a Dracula, you don't see a vampire like acting like that normally, but yeah. this guy had such a hold over that when he lost his shit and he would just shout like the world shuddered and, and whoever his anger was aimed at like suffered because of it. Oh yeah. In some way. Yeah. Yeah. Barnabas, he won me over. Like I always, you know, I'd see clips and stuff from dark shadows and I was like, this guy, like, he's not like. I don't get it. Like what, what's up with this guy? Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of reviews on letterbox kind of the, the same way, but he won me over. Like he it's, it's an understated performance and it's not like your typical, mm-hmm. like it's not your typical handsome Dracula. Cause he's yeah. not, he's kind of like weird looking. <laughs> um, yeah, he is. Yeah. But it, he doesn't need to be cause he has that, you know, that vampire lore over the ladies. He can just, uh, do his thing um but uh yeah i I love this charisma like yeah yeah and what they kept zooming in on his ring too did his ring have powers that we didn't know about i was curious of that too i wondered if that was something from the show or if it was just so you i i i don't know because he he would use that ring and like tap his cane quite often (laughs) Uh oh I loved but the character I loved the most was Dr um oh Dr Julia Julia Hoffman played by Grayson Hall I know Grayson Hall cuz she was in this movie this John Huston movie called uh Night of the Iguana that I watched a couple years ago and I was taken with her performance she actually she almost she was nominated for best supporting actress for that movie uh oh and uh yeah but she is just she's so good in this like i don't know what it is she's just good at this <laughs> playing the doctor wow, really hanging out with a yeah i loved her a vampire you know i loved her uh i loved her interactions with the other cast members and mm-hmm. the other not the doctor who the guy with the big wide mouth who, who first brought up the idea of vampires the va- yeah the vampire hunter guy i don't know i didn't know his name i just he was yeah. like van helsing he just shows up and he's like yeah like, you got a vampire here <laughs> um but i loved her like <sighs> she was quickly convinced that a vampire existed by this guy and they were going to be in league together to like try to protect everybody but then she goes like total soap opera move but she goes yeah. behind his back to start like working with Barnabas to try to cure yeah. him and to help him because she you know she was probably she was like not under his spell she he wasn't trying to uh, he wasn't trying to get her under his spell but she was uh, I think smitten with yeah. him and, and taken by him and his charisma and she I think genuinely wanted to help and she did love him you could tell yeah and Barnabas was especially by the end classically just like aloof about it. He had he was so focused on Maggie, the young girl. I know. He had no idea. 
that the do- the good the doctor end. was developing a huge crush on him. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> By the end, he's like, "You should have said something." Yeah. What would ha- what would you have done, Barnabas? You're yeah, right. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. What's she gonna say? But I loved the uh, I loved the Van, the Van Helsing kind of guy. I loved oh, yeah. like his, and I love how um, he just showed up. Pres- like it wasn't like a big thing. He just showed yeah. up, and he's like, he starts bossing people. He's like, look. This is weird, but you got a vampire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know all about which, this. Which, yeah, which, which kind of like goes into the Collinsport, the mythology of Collinsport, because in the show, uh-huh. you know, all kinds of shit happens in and about Collinsport, because that's the this the city where the show takes place, and there's witches and werewolves and everything else. So he, you know, him being part of that, a member of that town or floating in and floating out yeah. kind of adds to the mystique of Collins Port. And maybe, yeah. you know, this is just one little story being told in this town in Maine or something like that. Yeah. But, like uh, I the bet fact all that the, he just shows up. The, the show watch, the watchers of the show probably knew immediately who he was. But for like, for me, I was just yeah. like, who is this guy? But yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's cool. That's the, the other thing I love is how, like people are shocked that vampires exist when it's like outed in here, but things just go on so quickly. Like, yes, all the cops. Yeah, yeah. everything's just like all right. Law oh yeah, the cops are like, well, here they his, gets yeah. the sheriff gets his box of silver bullets out and starts handing them out. Like this will stop them. Yes, <laughs> right. <was> like whoa, <laughs> they're just uh, they assign every deputy. In town, they're like, there's a vampire on the loose, so yeah. we got to protect this lady. We got to, <laughs> we got to shoot this vampire with silver bullets. Of course we do. Oh, so awesome. Um, yeah. There's a lot of good visuals too. Oh, we should call out, um, horror movie makeup royalty. Uh, that was another treat in this. Dick Smith, who basically wrote the book on, you know, there would be no Tom Savini if Dick Smith hadn't figured out a lot of this stuff. So we, we get Dick Smith makeup and effects that are amazing. Like when Barnabas grows old and he, he's got that old man face and oh, hands. Dude. Holy shit. I couldn't believe yeah. it. Yeah. It looked so good. Yeah, it did. Um uh oh, one of when uh Carolyn comes back as a vampire and little David is wandering around the abandoned mansion in the the rotting pool indoor pool the the indoor pool yeah and then carolyn just they just pump on those fog machines dale (laughs) and carolyn just walks out clear as day i love that i love how a matter of fact they were with like just vampires walking onto the scene so cool (laughs) yeah i know and i love how like renegade carolyn the vampire was yeah yeah, yeah. Like Barnabas she had, had to, such like, attitude. <laughs> he had to lock her up. <laughs> yeah, like you're you're ruining and everything. Even then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And even then, she just attacks Willie. Like yeah. he tells Barnabas to keep an eye. Like Barnabas, you half human, half you know servant. Keep an eye on this vampire that I just gave uh, you know immortal strength to. And yeah, like you don't <laughs> let her leave this room. Okay, Poor yeah. She's like. I know she just savages his neck and, yeah. and just do, does what he wants. She does what she wants. And I love mm-hmm. it because Barnabas gets pissed off. Like it's, it's this whole subplot in the movie where things are spinning out of control for Barnabas. Cause he can't, you know, Carolyn's going to ruin everything because yeah. she can't like keep her appetite suppressed. And she's got to have the love of her life be a vampire too. 
Oh, yeah. It's and such it's, a, and such it's a all his subplot. fault because like he created her because he lost. Yeah. He got angry with her and bit her and turned and turned and turned her. Uh, yeah. And I it was his own fault because he kind like, of lost anger. control of, of his emotions. Yep. <laughs> so now he's yep. like, oh, God. Yeah. I, that's another thing I love how it it takes a lot of stuff from like, I mean, mainly Dracula, like all the the tropes and stuff and 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 you know the same motivations that dracula had but it, it's it's fun like worked in this weird new england setting uh modern day well modern day for 1970 <laughs> um but mm-hmm. just like but also like you just see the history on the walls like it feels it that's the other thing that's cool is like barnabas was chained up in his coffin for 200 years which i when he said how his father chained him up in a coffin i was like whoa like he should be cuckoo bananas <laughs> like, yeah and maybe that's the vampire just, virus that keeps him sane i don't know but holy crap like he, he should just be biding his time in there off his rocker like he should be coming yes. out of there like ripping bodies in half <laughs> um, and what i think uh what i think about that that not to interrupt you chuck but go ahead. like the uh like how that kind of ties in because this is all the Collins family. It's just yeah. generations removed. So the current Collins don't know anything about like Barnabas yeah. and beyond. Like they, so they barely know about Bar- Barnabas from 200 years ago. So Barnabas's father, they would have no clue about, you know, he, he, how he was as a person. And then Barnabas, Barnabas describes how he, uh, so to not have to kill him, he just put him in a coffin. Yeah. Oh my God. I forgot about him. What a detail. Oh my God. I love that so yeah. much. Um, mm. I can't remember where I was going, but, uh, woo. Yeah. Oh, and Barnabas, like he's obsessed with Maggie. Who's like a young girl working at the estate or is she's, she's, is she going to be married to that other guy? Yeah. Um, she was going to be married to yeah. the, to the other guy, but I don't think either of them were family. Oh, okay. Yeah. They were just, they were just like town. Ro- yeah. Yeah. He was like town royalty or something. And she was, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but the, but but yeah, the way he, he just, wooed her and, and convinced her to stay in one part at yeah. one party. That was the only, unbe- I mean, he's a vampire. He can make anyone love him, I guess. But that was the only, th- I was like, boy, she really likes this old creep. <laughs> I know. She's like 25. It's like weird. <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what oh, what was the thing like his she looks just like his Barnabas's fiance from 200 years ago, but she oh, she found out oh, Barnabas like before their wedding night, he tells her what he is and she throws herself off a cliff cuz she she can't handle it. <laughs> My god. Mm-hmm. So he's so chained up in a coffin with a broken heart. Uh wow. That Barnabas yeah, I know it's Barnabas. I mean, it's not all puppy dogs and ice cream for him. He suffered too. Yeah, I did love. It, it was too. hilarious. The doctor when she she they go through the whole storyline where she's like studying the cells in his blood, and she's like, "I can kill the vampire cells in you, like with these injections and stuff." Um, I love how <laughs> she's just like, like he killed several people by then and she and the doctor knows that but she's like i'm gonna fix you you can lead lead a normal life wouldn't you like that (laughs) and i'm just like 
<laughs> yeah, but he's a murderer. Like he can look, okay, he, you fix him. He lives a normal life, but in jail, right? Right. right. You're yeah, going to say yeah, in mean, jail. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, uh, I mean, because as soon as he's on the scene, three people die. Like yeah. the night he arrives, like, but I got, these are aristocrats, but he's like, right? They got, they play by yeah, different yeah. rules. They can off a few townsfolk. And he's like, I lost my temper. If you know, if things going to be fine now, it's fine. <laughs> From here, starting now, yeah, nobody, nobody else yeah. is going to die, and I'm going to play by the rules. If you can, right now. if if you're saying with these injections, I can go out and see the sun. Uh, all right, no more, no more death. All right, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I did love that. Like, I love how he got close to being human again. He was walking out in the daytime. He was feeling great. He was going to marry Maggie. And then, uh, she, what does she do? What does the doctor do? She like sabotages his shot or something. And he immediately grows old somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's, I think that's what it was. She sabotaged. Yeah. They, they weren't like clear on the how she sabotaged it. I didn't really understand. Uh, uh, what and that's just because he didn't reciprocate the affection that yeah, she was showing him, you know? Yeah. But I, I like the subtle, it was the subtle, um, when she's walk, when he, Barnabas is walking Maggie in the daytime yeah, and Maggie's like, you know, you're two different people at night and during the day, because at, during the day you can't even pay attention to me, but it's really Barnabas, like, just like being in the daytime for the yeah. first time in 200 years, you know, it was, it was kind like of beautiful that clouds. he's like, looking yeah, all like Barnabas <laughs> even has like, there's a sense of wonderment for him now because it's all new to him. Yeah. It was it was nice. Um, yeah, great gore. I loved when they staked Carolyn. What a scene! What a that what a scene! Cops rushing in. We got Van Helsing with the stakes. There's crosses being thrown around. Um, yeah, was it yeah. Carolyn's boyfriend is there too in his pajamas because he was bit, but he's not a vampire. And they just they corner yeah. her in that like attic room and stake her, Dale. Oh my god. And we got and what about the boyfriend like putting himself in between the crosses and her like him yeah. he's gonna stand up and be be there for her like it was beautiful that was that was he amazing. was ready to take it to the mattresses I yeah. felt for Carolyn I she was she's fantastic <laughs> I liked her man she had she had uh, spunk yeah but man when the blood oh god Dale when they blood it was like it was. Awesome Technicolor comic book blood. I loved it. Uh, very hammered mm-hmm. blood. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And and the end with the, what's his name? David gets the, uh, the crossbow, the ancient crossbow off the walls <laughs> with those bolts yeah. that are like, what was the circumference of those bolts, Dale? Oh yeah. Oh my God. The it's like an inch and a half. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was some huge dowels. Those. Oh my God. Yeah. And he shoots that thing, and uh, Willie Loomis gets in the way first. <laughs> Ooh, gets gets a uh, one through the back. Yeah, and then and then Willie Loomis, man. Oh, another tragic character I, that I love. I mean, I can't I can't pick my favorite yeah. character. Willie Loomis is like yeah. way up there too because he's just he's this dolt who accidentally mm-hmm. woke up a vampire, and now he's like conscripted to this guy. Yeah. He can't get yeah. out of this situation. He knows everything that's happening is wrong and evil, but he just can't help, but can't do anything about know, it. He's a slave to this old effer. Can't do anything. Yep. It's incredible. I love Willie. Poor Willie. 
Tragic. Okay, so yeah, the the climax, the wedding, beautiful scene. If you're not going to watch this movie, at least try and find this scene on YouTube because it's it's otherworldly. The blood gushing, the coffins, the purple, the set dressing is amazing. The lighting. Mm. Um, Barnabas gets he gets it he gets it finally right. Uh, I forget how it happens. The bolt he gets stabbed with one of those bolts somehow. Yeah. Um. My God. And I guess Maggie's saved. But uh, yeah, that's that's like they they just like end the movie there. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, something I was reading. Did you read that something happens during the credits, or was that extra scenes? <laughs> I, the, I watched. I, I mean, it's yeah. It, the 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 music stops and a bat flies out. It's like the worst looking okay. rubber bat. It's like John, Dick Smith maybe went home or something because they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no flapping involved. They just like tied a plastic <laughs> bat to a wire and pulled it up. Um, and yeah, they're saying like, oh, that, that was like for the sequel. He, he's still alive and he mm. just changed into a bat. Um, okay. I think that was their out to like do more if they wanted to. Right. Barnabas did not want to do more though. That's a- that's right. I, I read that, but mm-hmm. I'm still intrigued that there's a sequel to this. Oh, it's, oh, it's not a sequel, but it's another movie. They went back. It's another, I know it's another <gasps> movie with most of the cast returning. Yeah. Very exciting. Very exciting. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's readily available, just like House yeah. of Dark Shadows. Night, it was a Night of Dark Shadows? Yeah, I think so. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, they wanted to do a direct sequel, but Barnabas, Jonathan Frid was like, nah, I'm done. And the show, oh, the show had yeah. been canceled, I guess, by then. Uh, so they, they used a different storyline about a witch, I think, from the show to do another movie yeah um and the guy dan curtis he's he's like the creator of uh dark shadows he also created fucking night stalker um which is the kolchak thing like the oh the proto x-files show you know uh yeah he did trilogy of terror um, wow oh gee what else did he do i thought there was something else that stuck out at me he did, he did a lot of cool things that I, I kind of want to track down because I'm into his aesthetic <laughs> for sure. Yeah, totally. Oh, Burnt Offerings. I've heard of that. I haven't seen it. He did that movie. It's got Karen Black and Oliver Reed and Betty Davis. That looks awesome. It sounds like Dark Shadows. It's like about just people losing their minds in, in a mansion. <laughs> oh, <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. Nice. Well, you did it again, Dale. Good job. Well, Bat and spider seal of approval. Oh yeah. We, we Dale and I both gave uh, our thumbs up at the beginning. Spoilers. Dale, tell me what is happening in our inbox. Bat and spider pod at gmail.com as well as our official bat and spider hotline. 315 Zero nine six six. Did you read how all the cast members had to be written out of the the show so they could film? <laughs> God, isn't that crazy? Mm, yeah, I bet that was a scheduling nightmare. <laughs> I know, no break whatsoever. All right, first up is from the Foxtrot Bebop themselves. Uh, House of Dark Sheriffs. Did you guys completely forget that you were watching an American film like this idiot and accepted that the accents? 
or functioning like a stylized choice, like English language in Schindler's List. <laughs> when, that, when that posse of sheriffs showed up, armed as much as the police could be in 1970, I thought the film was somehow transitioning into lampoon slash parody territory <laughs> because of how utterly out of place they were. Really yeah. enjoyed this week's film. Top five drinks better than blood? Question mark. Top five. Foxtrot tr- oh, Viva. He's, uh, he's asking the vampires of the audience. I'm not a vampire. I can't answer that. That's the, the, the weird aesthetic, the weird timeless aesthetic of the Collins estate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it, it, I will, it's, I will admit, yes, when, when the police showed up and it said they were, <laughs> they were representative of Collinport, Maine. Yeah. It was like M E Maine. Are we in Maine? Is that Maine? Yeah. And that I had blew to Google my mind. To, to make sure. I yeah. was like, I didn't think they were ever going to get that detailed as to where they were. I, I thought it was just a general new England, like, right. And they weren't going to be like specific, you know, like Springfield, you know, or something. Um, yeah, that was even, weird. Even, <laughs> and, and even during that time, I kept having to check like when they were in the parlor or, or during that party scene, there were light bulbs because people were so, and it's like, you know, it's, uh, I guess the upper crust, uh, soap opera vibe yeah. uh, of, uh, of other soaps, but it's like, where are we? When are we? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, and, uh, I guess the accents didn't bother me because I chalked it up to like, you know, what did they, what did they used to call that? The mid-Atlantic accent that like, you know, rich kids would learn in boarding school. And it was like, you know, it's how Cary Grant talks. It's just like that. It's like kind of British, you know, but it's just like, it's a rich people accent that isn't really around anymore. So it sounds weird to us, but that's kind of what I, I was like, yeah, that makes Mm -hmm. sense. This old family. Uh, yeah. Judging everybody who doesn't judging their uh their children and grandchildren who don't speak that way. Yeah. <laughs> How about poor little David hitting, not falling down, hitting his head? <laughs> How when many times kid, did David go missing in this movie, by the way? He was up to oh, so much trouble, this fucking kid. When that kid fell and hit his head face first on camera. Yeah. The bridge of his nose and his forehead landed first yeah. on like old concrete and porcelain. <laughs> it was the most violent scene in the movie. Yeah. No adult in sight either. Just. <laughs> yes. No one's going to find him. Yeah. <laughs> it's over for little David. And we have a voicemail here from the movie mixtape's own Dirk Feelgood. Dirk. Before I play his voicemail, he goes on. He goes on to say, "I will prefix this VM by saying I have never seen Dark Shadows and have no affinity for these characters, but I do have affinity for Bat and Spider, and so will always enjoy your movie picks one way or another." Have a nice time doing your podcast. Speak to you soon, Dirk. Now, thank you, Dirk. What do you think the, uh, according to his letterboxed one-star review, Chuck, do you think he gave a thumbs up or a thumbs down to this movie? I think he, uh, I think we're going to get a patented Dirk uh, gobsmacked reaction to all the things that happened in this movie. Yes. 
There we go. <laughs> that's what we're going to get. All right. <laughs> 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 feel good calling in. How are you guys doing? You all right? Oh, yeah, oh, we right. had a nice sit down recently. Life's more better when you sit down, isn't it? Anyway, watch this film. House of the Dark Shadows. <laughs> didn't know that they'd made like a thousand two hundred episodes of this tv show before they like did this film you would think that if you'd uh, made one thousand two hundred uh episodes of a tv show you would have a bit of a clue what you were doing but i don't think the guy who made this film did did he <laughs> like it was filmed on one of them strange days headsets where you got virtual reality piped into your brain and everything was just wonking jangling around mm. everywhere mm. now about the sound on this film I think one day on the set of these 1,200 episodes, the guy who made this just was looking around the room and saw an old guy with a Walkman and thought that he must know what he was doing with sound because he had a Walkman on. But probably the guy was just listening to an audio book or something and he had to listen real close. That's why he had his Walkman on because he's not got very good hearing. And he probably didn't even hear him being asked to do with the sound engineering on this. So he didn't even agree to it. And he just turns up one day and the guy says, right, sound engineer, get going. He has got no bloody clue what he's doing. He just turns <laughs> everything up to like maximum volume and just suddenly cuts things off mid-flow. Oh God, the sound of this was very infuriating. <laughs> and I don't think I've ever seen a character in a movie as annoying as Willie in this. And <laughs> Willie and David. Oh my God, that kid. That kid, bloody Nora. I, I, I hope he... I can't, did he die? I can't even remember because I'll be honest, I zoned out towards the end. But I hope he died. I really hope he died. <laughs> anyway, I didn't like it. Boring. But I do love you. I love you to the moon and back. Bye. Holy S. Yeah. So maybe that's... Yeah, maybe that's the general consensus. <laughs> Damn. But it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Absolutely. Thanks. Uh, thanks for the voicemail. That was very sweet. Derek. Yeah, that was incredible. Can't wait for movie mixtape to be back. Yeah. Let's make that happen, everyone. Yeah. I did notice those weird audio cuts. I mean, that's like an old, maybe I've been watching a lot of Ed Wood movies. So it didn't bug me at all. <laughs> uh, when they just like cut, <laughs> cut like a song or whatever to, you know, to end the scene. Oh yeah, Hard cut and it sounds yeah, it's jarring. Yeah, I get that. Uh, with that, Chuck, it's That's your it. turn to pick a movie for next week. That's okay. it. Well, get ready, everybody, because we're watching 2012's Dark Shadows by Tim Burton. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I do want to watch that. Now. Yeah, I want to watch it now. Now that I'm in the club. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going back and forth between two movies, Dale. Can't decide. Dang. Jeez, I do not Dang. want to be in your shoes right now. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Uh, okay. 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 You know what? I'm going to go with this. This is what's going to happen. All right. We're going to watch. We're going to go back. This is photographed in color, by the way. Says so on the poster. Big deal. That was not, I meant big deal. Huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. From 1953, we're going to watch Invaders from Mars. 
Uh, in the early hours of the night, young David McLean sees a flying saucer land and disappear into the sand dunes just beyond his house. Slowly, all of the adults, including his once-loving parents, begin to act strangely. Ooh. Yeah. I feel like we don't cover enough, like, 50s sci-fi on this show. Yeah. Do you feel and you know what? There's like probably that? more 50 sci-fi than, than anything else in the There's world. There's a lot of we, it. Yeah, and you're right. And I feel like we need to, uh, yeah, we need to start peppering that in. So, yeah, I don't know how I found this. I came across it recently. Um, but it sounds interesting. It seems like it's well-loved by people. So it sounds like your mm-hmm. classic 50 sci-fi invaders from Mars. So let's do it, everybody. This looks... This looks fun, and it's available on Tubi Army Rise And Pluto. Has Pluto added a search bar to their website yet? There's maniacs. It is also on Hoopla USA if you have Hoopla through your local library. You know, I uh, side note. I just thought that was a thing. All libraries had Hoopla. That's no, not, not all. Of them. Th- that's yeah. not the case. Yeah, they got to like buy. Mine into doesn't. It. Yeah, mine doesn't. Yeah, there's other service. There's there's a Canopy. That's another one. Oh, uh, not that either. Well, you should ask them. I mean, they might sick. have a similar thing. Makes me sick. Or look at their website. They usually advertise it because it's all people care about now. You know, I don't want books. Right. I don't want books. Um, until next week, folks, check out our Kofi page, co-fi.com, yeah. and listen to our latest Day of the Dead episode where we talk about Day of the Dead. Yeah, Dale convinced me to like it more than I did going in. So mm. it was a win for, for Team Dale. Yeah. Yeah, I, I consider that a win. Um, go to batandspider.com to get a link to our Discord because that's fun. We have fun in there. And uh, I'll see you next week. Yeah. I guess I'll, I guess I'll you see know. you next week. Yeah. I guess I'll see you next week too, Chuck. Yeah. Um, we love you. We love you and keep watching movies. You know, they're there for you. Please. When the world lets you down, throw a movie on. That's what my grandpappy used to say. (laughs) Grandpappy, uh... Hornswoggle. (laughs) All right. Love you. Love you, bye. theme song was created by Toby Forsman of Whipsong Music. Find out more at whipsongmusic.com. This, this, this is a Tape Deck Podcast. Mm.